Syracuse football sweeps the non-conference slate, and for the first time in back-to-back years since 1959, Syracuse 4-0 for two straight seasons. Absolutely incredible. Amazing stuff from the Orange. We break it all down as they beat Army at home on Saturday afternoon. Uh, We'll break it all down today. We'll talk about some new rising stars on the Syracuse football team, and we'll take a look at your reactions from Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. Let's get fired up today. Let's have some fun. You've got an undefeated Syracuse football season one more time. Let's get into it on your Locked On Syracuse Monday episode. You are Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up? What's happening? Welcome to your Locked On Syracuse Monday episode, and it is another Monday victory episode for Syracuse football. Thank you so much for making Locked On Syracuse your first listen today and every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. It's your Locked On Syracuse Monday episode. I'm Owen Valentine. Thanks for joining us. We're talking another Syracuse football victory. And this was the, the theme last season, right? We kept coming on. They're winning. They're winning. They're winning. They're winning. Right now, they're receiving votes in the AP poll. Uh, they're not quite in the top 25. We'll talk about this all week long. I think Syracuse controls their destiny in terms of breaching the top 25 this week. Plain and simple. You beat Clemson, you're ranked next week. You lose to Clemson, you're not ranked next week. Uh, And the the chances of getting ranked take a blunder, barring probably back-to-back victories on the road against North Carolina and Florida State. But you control your destiny right now. You can become a ranked football team. And I know in the long run, What's it really matter, right? If you were, you know, ranked 20th or 24th in the poll for a week, who cares? It's sort of a nice threshold, though, right? To to be able to see that number, even if it is just for a week, uh, to have the number next to your name in terms of things feeling like they're heading in the right direction. It's a nice sort of peace of mind thing uh, and something that we'll keep an eye on. Uh, but I do think, and I will continue to talk about this, the Orange Control Their Destiny in that regard. Syracuse sweeps the non-conference slate with a 29-16 victory over Army. Uh, We'll talk about it. We'll break it down a little bit. It's a Monday afternoon episode, right? I don't need to give you necessarily the box score breakdown of this game. We know the trends, right? Syracuse struggled in the first half to really get things going, and they trailed 10-3 at the break, came out in the second half a little bit rejuvenated, a little bit with a new energy, a new spark, uh, and a new attitude and they control the ball the rest of the way through. They win the second half 26-6. to six, uh, Very dominant second half, uh, and this team looks really solid. Uh, they, they've got an opportunity next week against Clemson at noon on ABC. A really big game, an opportunity for the Orange to, as I said, you know, establish themselves as legit. 
Uh, they've done what you need them to do so far. And I think that is where I want to open today is a little bit of a pride thing right now. I am incredibly proud of this team doing what you need it to do in weeks one through four. And you can say, oh, and who cares, right? They beat two or four non-conference teams that they are supposed to be better than right now. They beat a team in Colgate that is an FCS team that shouldn't really matter. They beat a team in Western Michigan that is a bottom tier FBS team. They beat a really struggling Purdue squad. And they beat an Army team that, although disciplined and is the nation's finest gentleman, is not the greatest football team that you will cross paths with in any definition of the sport. But what they did was they didn't mess up. They didn't blunder. And they didn't take what was a really, really strong non-conference schedule and that it's going to set you up for success this year and they let it be what it should be advertised as, right? Is the cakewalk to 60% or 67% of your bowl eligibility. And I am okay with that for Syracuse football. They did the job. They completed what you need them to do. And they didn't make the mistake that, you know, we know so many Syracuse teams have done in the past, right? You think back to Middle Tennessee. You think back to probably in 2019, Syracuse would have hosted game day in week three, but they lose to Maryland, right? You look at those sort of blunders in, in just recent history, uh, and Syracuse didn't do that this year. They didn't falter. Sure, there were moments, right, the opening drive where Army marches down the field, no pun intended there, 75 yards. It seemed like Syracuse didn't know what was about to happen, right? Not great. Or the opening sequence from Western Michigan where they break off for whatever, a 75, 80-yard score. Um, early on in that football game. But they didn't let it get to them. They didn't let it be a long-term thing. They were short memory. They make the adjustments they need to do. They lock it. This team is playing with, with a sense of pride that I really like to see. This team is playing with an attitude that we want to win, that we want to show people that we are legitimate. This team is playing with that next man up mentality and people are rising to the top. The cream is rising and it is resulting in sound play from the Syracuse football team. Are they flawless right now? No. Are they doing what they need to do to win games? Yes. And as a Syracuse football fan and a spectator of Syracuse football, for however long you spectate Syracuse football, right? Some people are going to tell me it's been seven decades of Syracuse football viewing. Some people are going to say it's a few years, right? Whatever it is, whether it's you know, the long term, whether it's a recent thing, whether it's somewhere in between, that's the threshold we're looking for right now. And, and they're doing what they need to do, right? They're winning games. They're playing with some swag. They're playing with some spice, some sparkle, some fun, uh, some come get us attitude that you want to see. And it is resulting in a 4-0 squad. This team is 4-0 for back-to-back years. Yes, we'll talk about it. Syracuse plays a gauntlet the next three games. We know that. The toughest three-game stretch. Uh, of the season without question. The three toughest games of the season without question right now, courtesy of a pretty simple non-conference slate or ACC slate uh, after this three-game stretch, right? Syracuse has been fortunate to get a lot of the bottom portion of the ACC to close out the season. There are a lot of wins on the table right now. I believe I predicted Syracuse to be three and one heading into ACC play. We'll gladly see this team at 4-0 heading into ACC play. My original take was that I think 
They lose two of the next three. I believe I said they beat North Carolina in my prediction. Right now, Clemson seems like the easiest game to win, although they gave Florida State a run for their money uh, and probably, many people will say, should have beaten the Seminoles this past weekend. Clemson is not a cakewalk, but Clemson is an easier game than we anticipated, right? A team that started as a top 10 team in the nation, I believe they opened the season at number nine, who has fallen out of the top 25, now at two and two. But this is a team that is playing with the spark and the sparkle and the energy that you want to see them playing with. And Dino Babers alluded to that in his press conference, talking about uh, them being in a good place and in good spirit to really be entering this game. Let's take a quick break. On the other side, we'll talk about the guy who has risen to the occasion and is saying, I know we're dealing with some stuff, but I'm ready to step into an elevated role and do what we need to do to allow this football team to win. But before that, let's take a little break and talk to our friends over at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. You just add the job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Their simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Host your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, it's your boy OV on your Lockdown Syracuse Monday episode. I let this episode get away from me a little bit longer than I would have hoped to. Uh, I mentioned this. I had a wedding on Saturday. Uh, Sunday, I was pretty busy and getting home and getting situated and ready for the week. Uh, So I did not, uh, I wasn't able to get a Sunday episode out. We're a little bit removed from the game. Uh, He is very much warranted uh, the praises that he has received so far uh, in this little post-Army game cycle. But the man right now that is at the uh, the top of the pyramid, if we're going to throw a Dance Moms reference in there, uh, is Damian Alford. Let's give him a- as many props as we can today because Damian Alford was a guy that we we watched drop what was probably a shoe-in for a touchdown against Western Michigan. And he wasn't really as big a factor in weeks one and two as we had anticipated. And some of that probably is Jason Beck you know, not needing to expose the playbook as much as you, you know, do in conference play when you're playing Western Michigan and Colgate, right? You don't need to show as many of your cards, right? We'll throw the poker reference back out there. You make a raise, it folds around. You don't have to show everyone your cards. And that's what those first two games were with Damian Alford. You don't need to show everything. You don't need to show some of these different routes, these different approaches, him as priority number one offensively. But a lot has shifted in the last two weeks, right? Aronde Gadsden, injured. Isaiah Jones, dealing with some injuries. Uh, this, this wide receiving room, including the tight ends, has taken some hits in the last couple of weeks, right? Trevor Pena, 
was hurt last week, looked like might be injured again after only a few uh, moments in that um, Army game on Saturday. You're looking for guys to rise to the occasion. And Damian Alford has really done that right now. A guy that the last two weeks has started to elevate a little bit, and, and it peaks this past week with what many people, rightfully so, have been calling his career debt. Right, one of the best games of his career, a game where he stood out and is sort of in that, you know, you, you go to the Rams because they do it with Cooper Cup for so long and now they do it with Puka, uh, right? The guy that is just open and going to get the ball. And it was a Ronde for a while last season. But without a Ronde, you look for someone to fill that. It's what the Raiders are doing uh, with, with DeMarcus Adams, right? Or not DeMarcus Adams, <laughs> Devontae Adams right now, uh, right? It, it's what you're looking for. Uh, in a lot of these offenses is just that one guy consistently finding him because he's open. And this past week, that was Damian Alford stepping in and doing what you need him to do. Nine receptions in this game for 135 yards. Uh, For those of you that are interested in the fantasy jump, right, we're playing PPR. We'll say that's a 22.5 point performance out of a Damian Alford who realistically was probably projected 12 or 13 uh, if we were to be, you know, making that comparison, right? A guy that really did surpass expectations, and he did it without a touchdown. This is a guy that you're going to continue to look at because Syracuse needs people to step up into these roles, into these positions where they're dealing with more injury than than you had hoped. And I want to shout out the receiving core as a group because, yes, last week against um, – against Purdue they didn't look incredible but this is a unit that you know has a lot of guys with minimal experience right Alford has a good batch of experience without question but you you look at the guys that lead the snap count at receiver for Syracuse and it's Alford who was on the offense for all but three snaps I believe it was Amari Hatcher who was lined up for all but six snaps in this game I believe And it's Donovan Brown, who was there for, I believe, 48 out of Syracuse's 63 offensive snaps, right? That's not a trio of guys that you maybe expected to be the receiving core for Syracuse. Uh, When we go into Syracuse's depth chart, they list the starts. Let me pull this off. So Damian Alford uh, has 18 career starts to his name. Outside of this season, Amari Hatcher has zero, and Donovan Brown, as a true freshman, or, yeah, where is he? True freshman. No, a redshirt freshman. Sorry, I forget that. Uh, As a redshirt freshman, has two starts both this season as well. Now three starts, uh, as you include this past week's game, right? These are three guys, Alfred, a junior, who, who has the most experience with almost 500 receiving yards last year, but this, this trio is very inexperienced, and their snaps in the past have been garbage time snaps or non-existent, and they're rising to the occasion. Donovan Brown continues to impress me. Amari Hatcher, a little bit better of a game this week, struggled in, that, uh, in the Purdue game with a big drop, unfortunately, uh, but Hatcher with four receptions in this game and a touchdown, he scores. And he's been finding ways into the end zone. It's a group I'm impressed with because it's not the group that I think we thought would lead the way. 
by any means for Syracuse. We expected, you know, this to be Aranda Gadsden's thing. And, and with Gadsden out and injured, you know, things change up and, and things move. And Syracuse has just said, okay, who's next? Let's deal with it. And this wide receiving core has been tremendous in that regard. Let's take one more break. I'll give some closing thoughts on the game. We'll take a look at Twitter with some of your thoughts in this match. Uh, and then we will call it a Monday episode. Uh, let's chat a little bit about Athletic Brewing Company. The A, B, C. Now it is time for your Game Changer of the Week, brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Much like we just talked about him, let's continue to give him the credit. Damian Alford, Athletic Brewing Company, has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Damian Alford, our winner this year, or this week, we just talked about it. A career day, uh, stepped into a role, uh, and changed this offense for the better uh, as we look at Syracuse right now. And that's that's where we bring it into Athletic Brewing Company. Uh, they make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. They're full of flavor, well-crafted, just like a full-strength beer. Their brews are great tasting and award-winning and beat out full-strength beers in global competitions. They brew over 50 styles of craft non-alcoholic beer, including IPAs, Golden Sours, and more. Whatever you're looking for, I'm pretty sure they've got it. They're constantly releasing limited edition experimental styles as well to add to their variety, and there's no hangovers Ever. You can find Athletic in-store, online, and at bars around the country. They're the fastest-growing non-alcoholic brewery in the U.S., so get on board. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your first online order. That is code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, at checkout for 15% off at Athletic Brewing Company or athleticbrewing.com, near beer, exclusions and conditions apply, Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. Owen Valentine, Locked on Syracuse, Monday episode, Syracuse is 4-0. I'm excited. Syracuse is winning football games. How can you be angry? Is it flawless? No. Are they doing what you need to do to win games? Yes. And they're receiving votes in the AP poll. They're on the fringe of the top 25. They're undefeated, uh, and not many teams can say that right now. So be excited. Be happy. Be proud right now. What's the uh, what's our announcer going to say? Be loud. Be proud. Be orange. Do it. Have some fun. You're a Syracuse fan, for crying out loud. Enjoy it. Be happy. Are they perfect? No. But are they perfect record-wise? Yes. And let's be okay with that. Uh, let's take a look. At Twitter, not a ton of responses in this game. I apologize once again. Uh, I was at a wedding this weekend, so I was not very active during this football game. Um, let's take a look. Syracuse super fan. This is now a 4-0 team. Uh, number one Cuse fan on Twitter. All the praise this game goes to Rocky Long and the mob for coming out after halftime and locking down the run game for Army pretty well. The beginning of the game, Thought, my God, that was an incredibly bad start. It's like the team was still asleep until after halftime. Uh, yeah, this was right. The the Syracuse comes out slow, and especially that first drive, the defense, uh, it, they didn't look great. But there have really only been a couple of drives this year where I've been concerned about the defense, and that opening drive for Army was on there, right? They march, 
down the field with ease, 75 yards uh, on 17 plays. They're just getting that three or four yard play, that three or four yard play, that three or four yard play. Maybe it's four or five yards, right? 17 times five is seven or 85. So just under five yards uh, per play. They were just doing it, right? They they were easy. They were quick. They were efficient. And they get up 7-0. And the offense wasn't there in this game. But Syracuse's defense, after that stretch, really was able to figure itself out. And Rocky Long, I don't know if it was an adjustment. I don't necessarily think the defense needed to adjust. I mean, you, you only let up three points in the remaining 24 minutes of the first half. So they, they figured it out. It seems like right after that first drive, they just needed that wake-up. And it was the first time we'd really seen Syracuse start slow this year because they had been, you know, such strong openers so far, right? It seems like early on in all of these games, they had been establishing dominant leads and showing that this is not going to be a game you should be worried about. This is going to be a game where Syracuse can just efficiently and effectively blow you out. And I was excited to see that, you know, this was a game where they weren't perfect from the get-go and weren't off to a huge lead in the early going. And they had to work for it a little bit. And I think that struggle and and that having to grind a little bit and and battle through is something that is going to help this team in the long run, right? You're going to start facing tougher competition that is going to put you in tougher situations that you might need to crawl out of a deficit if you want to win these football games, right? They're not going to roll over. They're going to continue to push and push and push and pry and grind this game out. So having to deal with, you know, a non-optimal start is something that I think is going to be very good for Syracuse, especially with a lot of younger pieces uh, to this offense and the defense right now. Uh, Another one on Twitter goes to uh, Charles saying Syracuse coaches show they're able to make adjustments on both sides of the ball in the second half. That was important to see after a slow start. Yeah, absolutely paramount to be able to go into the break and adjust and say, okay, what wasn't working and why, right? I, I, I teach uh, a journalism class, and, and that's the, the big question, right? Yes, you've got your who, what, where, whens, but the why, that is so essential uh, to answering these questions, right? Why aren't things working the way we want them to? Uh, and the why was answered incredibly effectively at halftime, and you were able to come out of the break, a different squad, a different team, uh, with a different level of let's show you that we are, are that first half is not reflective of this team. We have a lot more to offer than that. Cole Fluker, run defense is still legit. Took a couple quarters to warm up, but Syracuse looks solid in the second half. How about the O-line, though? And no silly penalties. Still room for improvement, especially on offense, but things are coming along. Uh, yeah, right there, I said this. This was not a flawless win. Uh, I don't want to, maybe tomorrow we'll look into once again, some things that they can work on, uh, some concerns that I have still right now, Syracuse, six penalties for 65 yards, It's better than the hundred penalty yards they had against Purdue, still not where you want to be, right? We'll keep an eye on it. We'll continue to look for that. The O-line, they still want, I still need more experience out of them, right? Get more comfortable as a group, continue to grow, continue to improve. Do what you need to do. Uh, you know they got to clean some things up, without question. But I am I am happy with what they've done so far, and and we look to them to continue growing. G Snell, seventy eight, says a tale of two halves. 
starring Syracuse football. Yeah, it was a very uh, drastic difference between the first 30 minutes and the second 30 minutes of this football. Uh, and then John Willie um, says second half MVP with a picture of Rocky Long. Yeah, he uh, he coached a hell of a game. He has been outstanding so far this season. Uh, I will continue to call myself out for being wrong over the summer. Uh, I wasn't sold on Rocky Long. I didn't know how this was going to go this year with him. Uh, preseason camp, my opinion started to change really quickly, and I think I reflected that in a couple of episodes where I talked about him and I talked about Jason Beck and my height and confidence. Uh, I am very, very confident in these two guys, and I, I think if Syracuse is going to be successful moving forward, these are two names that you are going to benefit tremendously from keeping on the payroll and keeping in their respective positions. You cannot afford to lose these guys in one year or two or three years, like Syracuse has consistently uh, been cycling through coordinators as of late. Uh, that'll do it for today. Thanks so much for tuning in to your Lockdown Syracuse Monday episode. Uh, thanks for making us your first listen today. And every day we're free and available wherever you get podcasts, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Uh, tomorrow, the rest of the week, we will be here all five days leading up to the opener of the ACC slate for Syracuse and what is set to be a really, really fun game in the Dome. Uh, I have nothing on Saturday, I don't think. And uh, I am very much excited to be back in the Dome for a game that should be high energy, should be a lot of fun. I do think I will be in the front row uh, in the back corner of the end zone on the opposite side to the student section, I believe. Uh, 90% sure that's where uh, I, I'm grabbing those tickets. Um, but that could change. Uh, I'm excited to be there, bring some energy, uh, and, and have a, a lot of fun. It's always a good time when Clemson comes to the Dome. For those of you that don't remember, uh, my sister is a sophomore at Clemson right now, so a little family rivalry week. Uh, I, I've got the edge right now, right? Syracuse, 4-0. Uh, exciting to have that versus Clemson's 2-2. Two and two. She will contest that their 2-2 two and two is very different from our 2-2. Two and two. Uh, she has a point, but it all comes down to uh, to Saturday. So leading up to that game should be a lot of fun. Uh, questions you want me to hit on, conversations you want us to have this week leading into that game, uh, or just in general, right? You want a little basketball chatter. You want some uh, NIL stuff. I had a really good conversation about NIL uh, on Friday with a couple of people, uh, so we can chat about that if you're interested. Let it know or let us know in the comments on YouTube. Uh, at Twitter or X at LO underscore Syracuse over there. But until tomorrow, be kind, make somebody smile today, do something nice for somebody. I'm your boy, Owen Valentine, and I'll see you tomorrow.